today we've got a doozy for you. Uh, it is Thursday, October 27th, episode number 82. My name is Kevin Vargo, host and founder of the Midpark Music Podcast, and we are in Charlotte, North Carolina with Council Ring. Um, first and foremost, I believe the only band, not only from Charlotte, uh, but from the whole state of North Carolina, I believe, uh, from either of the Carolinas that I've had on here. Um, unbelievably talented group of musicians. Um, you will hear me reiterate that 50 times over in the conversation itself, which we'll get to in just a moment. Um, I cannot say that enough, truly, um, and, I, and I will. <laughs> so um, I'll try to anyways. Uh, I've got uh, Ian, Matt, Quentin, Ty with me in the uh, interview. And uh, unfortunately, Chris was uh, was occupied, I think, with work, uh, but that's okay. Um, so shout out to all of them. And uh, got a wife in the studio there with us during the conversation as well. Maybe that's Ty's wife. Uh, so shout out to her for, for hanging in there with the guys. Um, but yeah, we'll get all to that full conversation here in just a moment. Song that you just heard there at the beginning was just a little uh, snippet of Stories. Uh, so Stories is one of the songs, one of the 10 tracks off of the uh, Beyond the Door album from Council Ring, which, which was released, excuse me, um, at what, the end of August? Yeah, August 26th. Um, again, 10 tracks, all truly unbelievable. Stories is uh, the eighth track on there, uh, and it is 100% instrumental. And we're going to listen to that full song here in just a moment. And it is, uh, again, just, I mean, if you're a fan of, you know, classic rock and, and you're, your roots for rock and roll uh, are in, you know, the the classic psych rock um, type bands, you know, that, that we all really love, like Pink Floyd uh, is the first one that comes to my mind here, especially when you hear, when you hear uh, a song like Stories. It's, um, it's just, it's truly unbelievable. So we'll get to that in uh, just a minute. Uh, make sure you check out Rocktober's going on here still. Um, we're rounding that out. Uh, we are in round five. Um, so after this round, after this round will be the championship, uh, and then that'll be rounded out, uh, to finish and, and been a great experience so far. Um, beyond more votes than I could have ever anticipated come in. Um, so just again, awesome and, and thankful for everybody for just, you know, the support there and, uh, very cool. So make sure you check that out. Uh, again, that's Rocktober. That's the little fan vote tournament that's been going on. Uh, and make sure you check out the new, uh, mid park year end awards, uh, that, uh, I just released. Uh, I don't, obviously the winners are not released yet, but, um, yeah. Um, got 20 different awards. That I'm going to be giving out, um, not that I'm, you know, any special kind of dude that, that, you know, deserves a place to give out awards. I'm, you know, maybe I'm just tooting my own horn. I don't know. Uh, but um, got 20 different awards to give out. Um, I'm really excited for that. It's going to be December 11th. Going to do that on Instagram Live. Hopefully all of that goes well. Don't know. We'll see. But uh, that's the plan anyways. Um, Council Ring, honestly, probably could damn well be up uh, or close to uh, the album of the year. That's for sure. I'm not even going to lie to you. I mean, this, again, I think if you listen to my podcast and you really hear me talk about the music, I mean, you can tell when I really, really, really love something. Uh, and I would hope that that is shining through here in my voice because it is very, very true uh, as how good this album is. So let me stop talking about it and let's get to it. Um, all right, let's go ahead and listen to Stories. So again, this is a full song, uh, number eight on the album, um, out of the 10-track album, Beyond the Door, that was released on August 26th of 2022. Uh, Stories is all instrumental. I mean, you're going to absolute outer space with this thing coming back, and then it's, um, um, it's, it's just fantastic. Enjoy it. Uh, about four or five minutes, we will be back after to uh, listen, to go over a few more things, uh, listen to another song, and then we will head into the full conversation with Council Ring. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Mm-hmm. 
it's just un unfucking believable. Um, every time I hear it, I'm I literally I get giddy like a kid. Not just that song. I mean, this whole album. Like, I have to remind myself sometimes. Like, oh my god, it really is that good. Um, like I, again, I had stories on the one you just heard there on my. Uh, you know, Bluetooth, uh, MP3, whatever thing here in my room. I sound like a fucking 50 year old grandfather trying to talk about this stuff. Uh, whatever it is on my uh, Bluetooth here in my room. And I had it blaring the other day. And I just, again, like, I was like, Oh my God, this is so good. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll stop fangirling now, uh, for now. Anyways. Um, thank you for the support. Always. That's really the only other thing to note here before we get into another episode or, uh, excuse me, another song. Um, this would not be possible without all of you, um, without the bands, without everybody giving me their time and, 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 and energy. And I just, it, it's an awesome, fantastic community that I'm so very thankful for. Um, shout out to Quint as well within council ring. He's the one that I, um, have been talking to, you know, mostly I think, uh, you know, just in terms of getting some stuff done, these guys gave me an opportunity to do their press release, uh, for the album, which was awesome. You know, sent it out to some places, even got a couple of responses, got, uh, I think got, uh, an article or something up. Um, and I want to say it was Chris's hometown, um, but I'll have to go back and look, but, um, yeah, just uh, appreciate them for giving me that opportunity as well. And uh, I mean, just working with them in, in, in general, communicating with this band has been fantastic. Nothing but good things to say, as I do with pretty much every band that comes on here. So um, that's just a way to round it out again. You know, um, yeah, thank you so much for your support. I know that the guys here, Council Ring themselves, they are very thankful as well. Um, but nothing but humble, you know, with me and, and uh, all of the, the great things coming their way. And that's for sure. They've got great things coming their way. If this band stays together, um, you know, in due time, they're, they're going to make a, a mark. Um, there is no question about that uh, in my mind. So let's go ahead and listen to another tune that will take us into the full conversation. All right, so this one, I believe, is the longest song on the album. Could be wrong, uh, but this is My Side of the Mountain. My Side of the Mountain is number three here on the tra- on the uh, track list out of ten uh, from Beyond the Door from the full album there. So My Side of the Mountain is, uh, again, another absolutely fantastic song, um, especially towards the end here. I hear some sticks. I really hear some, especially vocally. I love it. Um, sticks is not a, not a band that you get a lot of comparisons to, and I really hear it, you know, kind of the second half of this song. But, um Gosh, again, just so much classic rock influence. It's, it's you, you will immediately hear all of that within this song, and um, I'm sure you did with stories as well, and uh, with the one we'll listen to at the end. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead, and I'll stop rambling. We'll get to the music, and then we'll get to the conversation. So um, again, we're gonna listen to my side of the mountain, uh, and then we're going into the full conversation. Uh, with Ian, Matt, Quint, Ty, Miss, and Chris uh, of Council Ring. Um, again, just very, very thankful for these guys. Very, very thankful for, you know, really everything going on, uh, you know, as far as the Midpark community. And uh, yeah.
Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I am going to do my very best throughout this episode to not be a fucking fangirl um, because, uh, as I've told you guys, I sincerely, sincerely, I mean, I, you were number one on the uh, the top 50 for the first six months of 2022, and that was no bullshit. I'm going to stop rambling on. This is Council Ring. Welcome on in, guys. I'm very excited for this. Yeah, thanks for hey, how's it going? Hello. Yes, hello, hello. Got all the guys in the studio there, including a wife coming in. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, so let's start in Charlotte there, in the scene. Um, man, I don't think I've had any bands from North Carolina, um, so I'm very curious, you know, what does the scene look like there for you guys? Um, you know, What's your perspective of it? What's it been like for you playing shows? Let it rip. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte, I would say, isn't too huge of a scene compared to some of the other areas in North Carolina. I mean, there's a really close-knit group of people and, you know, a lot of, like, punk stuff and stuff like that that we don't really fit quite into. Um, but North Carolina, I feel like there is there are some pretty strong Huge scenes. scene. Yeah. A lot, um, a lot of punk and, like, garage rock and a lot of metal and uh really? a, a lot of like the the grateful dead type bands and a lot of bluegrass yes. band bands. yeah a lot you of see that grass. but yeah i mean a lot of groups that you know we've made good friends with you know locally um but they're like they're kind of punk not punkish but alternative a little grittier maybe. than than we are yeah yeah. Which I yeah I I dig. It's just it's just different. You know, it's hard to find groups that really like mesh great with with what we're doing too. Well, based off of the music that I hear, I can definitely concur with what you're saying. Um, um I don't know the scene there. I, and it's, I mean, it sounds like it's good. I mean, it's just you know tight knit. Um, honestly, that that kind of is the sentiment that I get. Exclude Nashville. But for most most southern cities, that's kind of the vibe I get. It's like it's not a huge scene, um, but we're tight knit. It's you know it's good when it's there. Um, and then you know like you're talking about in terms of the sound, man. Again, I, I if anything, I mean this is a compliment. Your guys' sound is very unique and good, and you know you don't want to fuck that up. Yeah. putting it on the wrong bill with somebody. And I don't mean that, again, as a slight against anybody. You know, everybody's got their uh, taste sound. Um, um, for sure. So, yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> That's what yeah. oh, I mean, oh, oh, let me get, I'll just get the fangirling out of the way. All right, you guys <laughs> are... I mean, I feel like a lot, of, a lot of the South has moved towards, you know, 
rap and electronic types of scenes more so yeah. than, than this kind of thing. Um, even in like famous bands that I listen to, I, I find myself listening to a lot of like Australian or European bands because they're still doing a little yeah. bit of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. interesting. Well, as you see, um, I got a little Pink Floyd. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just one, you know. Um, those of you that are watching or that are listening, obviously you can't see the screen. Just showed the guys my uh, my Pink Floyd, one of my Pink Floyd things here. That leads me into, of course, um, I there are two bands that I really, really carefully will, you know, give as references to sounding like. Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. Those are the two greatest bands of all time, and I don't want to disrespect those bands ever. And when I find a band that sounds like them legitimately, um, I am all over it. And you guys most definitely have a Pink Floyd sound, man. Stories, I think I've listened to 500 times. Um, in, oh, man. It's fucking unbelievable. It's, um, and I think, like, what is most remarkable to me about all of this is if i remember correctly quint you told me you guys all just like randomly kind of met like you don't have a long extensive history together yeah 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 tell me about that tell let's let's hear the formation of council ring well uh i moved up here in 2019 and then um you know, from where i feel i feel like you're you're from like fucking amarillo texas with that accent uh, <laughs> montgomery alabama yeah there you go i moved up here and then COVID happened and uh i, I joined a couple cover bands and then i thought i'd have opportunity to kind of like you know make my own band or and write, join a band to write our own music and so like in um december of 2020 i started putting out craigslist ads and stuff and matt the bassist you know answered it and you know we got together i think like february right yeah it was something like that uh early 2021 real early on i had just gotten out of like a, a real bad relationship i moved up to charlotte with that person you know and covid happened that ah uh, i'm hey i moved to chicago with my ex from nashville it's fucking horrible so i feel you but yeah and now and now I'm, in, I'm back in my hometown in ohio so you know we, we see how that goes yeah i mean like that that all happened and i was like fuck it i want to play some music and, you know like that's what we did for those couple months while the world was still shut down there's nothing to do you know we were just in here getting this started we were playing with this you know, this young drummer who just was not gonna cut it but you know yeah, this guy was like 19 years old no he was like 16 he told me he was 18 yeah. and i was having he couldn't drive and I had to pick him up and take him to our, like the room that we were renting and stuff. Um, drove him here, and then um, you know he got in trouble with his dad and got sent to <laughs> rehab. And we tried to <laughs> more drummers. And because uh, I remember, I remember getting here and I, I played with you two, and I was like, I was like, okay, that that's probably not gonna work. But Ty, Ty's <laughs> on to something. So oh, yeah. stick around for a little bit. <laughs> so Ty, so Matt and Ty, was it you guys first? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And we okay. wrote. Actually, we wrote Winds of Change and Stories and Stan, yeah. you know, in Matt's apartment, you know. It, like, the first time we met, I, I want to say, we kind of wrote yeah, Stan. Yeah. And I came with, like, my lyrics, and he had, like, the Winds of Change riff and the riff to Stan. And that, you know, we we're like, ooh, this could be good. Uh, and then Stories is important, I think, for us, because we could play it without really having 
a singer or anything. Yeah. So that's really the song we've been playing the longest. We've been playing it with a different drummer, you know. It's also one that I think has changed a lot. Yeah. Over the course yeah. of us playing together, which is kind of cool, given the title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a good story. I think that's the first one we did with when we got Quint. Yeah. A couple dude, months ago. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I was going to no. say, so. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Quint. <laughs> the first song we did was When's a Change, and it pissed me off because no one was staying in time. And I'm like, dude, what? Like, this sounds really cool, you know? Like, there's a way to have this work and make it sound the way you guys want to make it sound, you know? And it was just like, yeah. Yeah. I came down here, we practiced, I went home, I listened to it, and I listened to it, and, like, that was it on repeat for several, several hours. And then a couple days later, came back, I'm like, dude. This is, this is how we got to do it, you know? We were just, like, on it together, and then just kind of one part after another, it all came together, and then it was like, boom, now we need someone to sing. I don't think we yeah. had <laughs> that much trouble with anything since then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. How, that day, it kind of pissed them off. I it did, dude. I was so ticked. I'm like, these guys have something, and it's just not coming together. Why? Like, what is happening here? We were like, yeah. it's fine, dude. You're still the best drummer we've played with. Yeah. <laughs> like, chill. It's okay. He's like, no. Clint, how did, you, how did you, like, how did you link up with these two? Um, so, I actually... When I'm, okay, so when I was in Maine, I was with a band, like a cover band. And you say in Maine? Yeah, yeah. I lived in Maine. Like, yeah, I don't wow. know what reference to where you're at, but yes. Yeah, hey, dude, for everybody, it's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. direction for sure, man. I, and coming from Florida, I got asked about a lot, neither here nor there. But the point is, coming down and being in a band up there for a year or so, it really, like, kind of got me thinking, like, man, I... I could be in a band, like, I could do this, you know, and so, like, moved down here, created this account on some band app or something, you know, just looking for anyone and anybody to jam with, because my drums were just stacked up in my closet at the time, and yeah. um, I had the the kind of account where I couldn't message back, you know, I could just, like, see what people were sending me, and so, like, I'd get plenty of messages. You had the, you had the, 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 the beginning level Tinder. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, and so I'm like, all right, well, shit, you know, this would be cool, but I'm not paying for this, you know, so I kept doing my thing, and then Ty was the only one that put his phone number in the message, so I called him the next day, and we kind of just, like, talked on the phone, and he's like, all right, well, if you want to come down and jam, here's where we'll be at, I'll see you, I was like, all right, cool, man, take it easy, you know, and the next day came down, and that was kind of that. I played on the old drummer's drum kit, and I'm like, all right, yeah, we're getting somewhere, you know? And yeah, there were there were a good, like, three months where me and Ty were like, this guy's too good. There's no way, there's no fucking way he's going to stay <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <and laughs> we didn't have, we didn't have yeah. a singer, and we yeah. didn't have any covers, and, uh, yeah. Little did they know, that's exactly what I was looking for, though. You know? Right, like, yeah. I wanted something organically from the foundation to build off of with other people that were like-minded musically like i was and wanted to make music that i didn't hate and i will know? say like-minded but but we all have very different music tastes yeah you know, yes. that, has made, music that has made everything so much more interesting i think because yeah. you know a lot of a lot of bands like you said are formed from just like close friends starting a band and they're going to want to do like the same sort of st thing but we all kind of pull in different directions sometimes and it ends up working out really cool yeah yeah different areas That's really exciting. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Then was it Chris and, next, or was it Ian? Yeah, it was Chris. No, yeah, and then Chris showed yeah. up. Yeah, I was working a random, like, part-time job. And, dude, I had, like, three jobs at the time. Well, Quinn, I'm curious how the fuck you went from Florida to Maine. 
I was working at a grocery store. I also need to stop dropping F-bombs. I'm sorry for the moms that are listening. <laughs> it is all good. Susie, we love you. Um, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. She's going to unfollow me after this. <laughs> but uh, we went, or well, I guess I went, um, you know, my, I was working at a grocery store and I hated it. And my brother was like, hey, I can get you a job, uh, you know, up here in Maine if you want to, if you want to move up here. And I was like, uh, I don't know, man, that's kind of a hike. Like, you know, I've only lived in Florida my whole life. And, you know, I just never really seen snow before that, you know, so it was kind of like, a, yeah. uh, and I didn't have a job, though, before I decided to move up there. And I was like, screw it. I'll find a job. I'll do something like something didn't happen, whatever. And then he called me a week before I was supposed to move up there. My lease was done. Like the U-Haul was booked, everything. My house was halfway packed. And he's like, hey, Uh-oh. got you a job. Uh oh, we lost we lost him. See if the see if the guys come back here. Oh, there the I, I hear you. That's all right. That happens from time to time. Let me let me let me give a preface to those that are listening. My dumbass uses Skype, and that's my fault, and that's why we have these issues. Oh, dude, Skype's horrible. The only reason I use it is just like I don't want to fix what's not broken. I've done eighty some interviews now, and I know how to do this. I know how to record, and with Zoom you can only have a 40 minute limit with recording. So that's why, but Skype sucks either here nor there. Go ahead, Quint. And if that happens again, you know, we'll just talk through it. But um, yeah, so you end up, you know, going to Maine. He texts you a week before you get there. Yeah, dude, have a job and uh, just kind of, I guess at that point, was just like living life for like the first time ever, it seemed like, because I was just so used to working for a corporate company and working my 40, 50 hours a week and just doing what I needed to do. And then going up there, it was still a Monday through Friday gig, but there was a lot more freedom. You know, it wasn't, wasn't a corporate company or anything. And so, you know, I was there for a few years, a couple of years, like two and a half years. And uh, 2019 moved down here uh, after a whole bunch of nonsense up there. Came down here and uh, basically just trying to meet any and everybody i had no idea where i was at or what was around or who anybody was and uh so that's why i made that whole app or the uh, account on the app so i could hopefully meet anybody and uh it just so happened six months after being here everything worked out maybe i missed how'd you why did you go to charlotte uh well actually i started off in some random town um like an hour and a half from here um, okay. Hickory, North Carolina, because um, my job that I had gotten down here was another kind of like 20 minutes west of that, and uh, I just started working out here a little more towards the Charlotte area, and uh, ended up eventually moving about 20 minutes north of here. So it's not like a huge commute to get down to rehearsal or anything, and it's just still like in the middle of everything. But I live just outside of Charlotte, so. Sweet. Uh, totally off topic. You live close to the Charlotte International Speedway. Kinda, I can get there in like 40 minutes. I've been there a couple times. <laughs> it's a blast, man. I uh, I love NASCAR. I don't know. I mean, you guys are Southern guys, so you might be all over that. But you also might not at all. I was gonna say furthest thing to be honest with you. Yeah, that's okay. Place and it's like driving past an airport. You know, it takes like it five it's minutes crazy. to yeah, get it past it. It's so big. Yeah, you ever been to a race or anything? I've never been to a race, no. Oh man, it's it's unbelievable. Man, when people used to tell me they like they liked NASCAR before I understood it, I was like, man, you're a fucking hillbilly. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Um, but man, since I got into it, it, it really like if you understand it and like it's it's cool. But that's the totally off topic and not important at all. Um, cool, man. Yeah, Charlotte's awesome. I like I said, I've been there a few times. Um, so that's sweet. That's a that's a nice little story you got. Story. Um, uh, and we met. More. <laughs> yeah, we met Ian also on Craigslist yeah. in June, and I had I had been searching for a keyboard player longer than like anyone else, and I put out ads on pieces of paper and put them out all over town and everything, and like really we only got like one or two people to audition, and they couldn't play, and then Ian came in, and at the time Ian had like like almost waist length hair and like a beard dude, and i was like dude this guy is, looks like you know he's he looks scary you know yeah, and uh so how, how'd you, scary guy. you, know, you got well that. i was gonna say two two things on ian ian first off you look identical to one of my very best friends here in ohio that i was in his wedding um so i keep thinking of that and then second every band has a quiet guy and it looks like that's you Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely the, the quiet guy. That's okay. <laughs> so, quiet guy, how did you get in the band? Yeah, so um, I haven't had many like musical experiences with other people um, before this band. I had met, um, I lived in Chapel Hill before this, Yep. and um, I had met another guy on Craigslist, and he was a great musician. He was a guitarist, um, and... That was a really great experience. And then um, when I moved to Charlotte, I had, like, most of my musical experiences were just kind of, like, playing in my bedroom, like, piano lessons, stuff like that, which is great. Um, but um, I was just kind of looking to find out what was out there. And, um, yeah, I just went on Craigslist, found his ad, and um, I, I hit him up and he gave me a call like the next day and he was like yo can you come through um bring a seat ain't got enough for you so i didn't have like a portable seat so i went out that day and like bought one from a <laughs> oh, music shit. store I really yeah. that, <laughs> that is hilarious I was oh, like, man, oh, I guess okay. <laughs> I got to be professional. I got to bring my own seat. I was saying, you, you didn't want to, you didn't want to be like, well, I don't have one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah I, probably the same thing. Like, I wanted to be like, I had done this before, you know? <laughs> yeah. You might even put some wear on that seat before we went in there, you know, punched it a couple of times. Yeah. You know, <laughs> rip it up a little bit. Hammer it out a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I came in here and uh, well beforehand I tried to like listen to some of the music, kind of learn some of the songs, um, and then I came in here and just um, you know just played and it just kind of uh, clicked and they kept inviting me back and I was like, <laughs> I mean if y'all have me I'll keep coming back. Yeah, I think you played like a classical piece and we were like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, let's, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it Stan that we like jammed off of, like the first song ever? I think so, yeah. Stan, yeah. It was just... on like your, your like pawn shop keyboard. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Right. that was a good time. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's um, man, that is a that's a very organic, um, yeah, unique come about. Um, like I said, most of the bands. I would say 75% of the bands that I interview fall into one of two categories. One, they're either a solo band, um, you know, where 
it's kind of just one person's the face behind it and they might have a band with them and that's okay. And I should say all of this is not to say right or wrong. Um, and then there are those who I totally forget what I was going to say. The other, the second one, but, um, yeah, I, I, you guys have a very, you know, just unique. Oh, and the second thing, friends for a long time, you know, those who've known each other for a long time. Um, like we talked about earlier, you know, it, it might stem from them knowing each other from third grade and they just started playing or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but you guys have that unique sense of just like coming together for the music. And that I think is really cool because that ultimately is the idea behind whenever you guys are together. Um, and I'm sure at this point, you know, you've been a band and, and been with one another long enough to the point where you can get, you know, have get togethers that are not around music, but the main idea that all four of you and her as well and, and Chris um, are in the same room is because of the music. And that's awesome. Um, and that room that you're in is a, uh, looks like a nice, beautiful studio man you got some guitars on the walls you got lots going on some soundproofing um where are you at there what is that yeah this is a rehearsal space that we rent so it's basically like you know in kind of a older part of charlotte it's like old warehouses and he this guy took one you know chopped it up into like tiny rooms soundproofed them and that's that's what it is it's just rehearsal spaces sweet um, but yeah i mean it's 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 been great to have like a space you know where we've met a lot of people made a lot of connections yeah. gotten a lot of shows just from being in a place that you're around musicians all the time and it also yeah. especially in the beginning makes you feel a little bit more legit you know than just being oh in yeah basement. instead of uh you know recording it in your bedroom yeah. um but is it's nice is that it. something that you have to pay for or like how does that work yeah. yeah, it's like renting an okay. apartment. We all have a key fob and a key, and we. Oh, nice. Rent. Yeah. Our gear is more secure here than it is in my apartment. Yeah, sure. yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's lots of lots of good things about it. That's cool. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I can see it's got a good thing man there. Um, in the sense of, I'm I'm very curious about this now because we uh you touched on it earlier that all five of you have very different music tastes you know where you're coming from um yeah i'm let, let it rip i want to know about it tell me all you know go into as much detail as you want i'm curious about it's kind of a two-part question for everybody i guess um part one and this can be a very long answer because it probably will be that's okay part one why or how did you start playing music? You know, whether it was when you were five and you picked up a guitar, whether it was when you were 15 and you were forced to be in a band or what. And then part two, who are those various music tastes, bands, artists, whatever that you guys are all, all individually into? You go first. Ian, Ian, I want Ian to start. Ian. Yes. Um, yeah, so... Um, well, I should also say you don't have to, man. Like, so, so. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a dick. <laughs> um, no, I'll go first. Yeah, um, my dad is a musician. So as a little kid, um, you know, growing up around him, he's a guitarist. Um, really I have a feeling many of you are going to mention your dads in here. here. Could be wrong, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... 
yeah, just growing up around him, I had a, a, a connection to it. And um, yeah, as I got older, I just got um, more and more into it. Um, during my like teenage years, I was into like hip hop and stuff. So I would be in my bedroom, like trying to make beats, trying to sound like J. Cole or like Kendrick Lamar, stuff like that. Um, there you go. And then... Um, did you succeed? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did better than you think yeah, you did. I, I didn't have Matt, you, you know? Didn't have a producer. So I didn't have a producer. Um, but, yeah, I really found um, just a passion for creativity, like exploring um, different sounds and creating songs, um, which is something I really connected with. And... Um, yeah, as I grew older, just got uh, introduced to more and more different types of music, um, and yeah, started taking piano lessons. That had a big influence on me. Um, my piano teacher um, really gave me like the importance of discipline as a musician, and so that's like a part of my life is just always practicing um, and. Yeah, but as I get older, I get introduced to new things. Like, these guys have introduced me to so much different music. Um, and, um, yeah, right now, I would say my I'm most interested in, like, jazz music and, um, like, kind of exploring that and exploring, um, like, communicating with others through music. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, man. Awesome, man. Um, there's clearly a very deep connection there that you have, I think, with, with your music and your creativity. Um, it's very obvious. And I, you know, we, we laugh about the quiet guy and this and that. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I am sincere when I like every band has one, you know, that it's just kind of sitting off on the side there. Um, and that's okay, man. Like I, I'd probably be the same. Um, but that usually coincides with a lot of creativity internally, you know, a lot of, things that need to be released and um, i'm sure you know i see your your bandmates shaking their head here uh you know i'm sure you're you are your own biggest critic but i'm sure these other three and chris as well will you know vouch for that and say i'm sure you got lots of creativity there man so that's awesome very cool and if there was one person in the room that i was gonna say would be the hip-hop guy it's probably you so that's good you got you got the sweats the long sleeves i'm and i'm the same like i'm i'm kind of like Rock is my main thing. Classic rock, like I said, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, uh, Rush, Sticks. Uh, just some of the bands that come to my mind. But I love hip hop. Uh, the only thing that I really genuinely don't like is country. Like I can't really get into country. There's a few, you know, here and there. Like I love Eric Church, actually from North Carolina. You guys might know him. Um, but yeah, that's either here nor there. Um, very cool, man. Appreciate that. Um, Quint, what about you, man? Um. Yeah, so I actually, um, I mean, honestly, I've been playing drums since I was able to sit up by myself as a baby. Um, my dad, he played guitar. He was in multiple bands. Um, There's the dad. dad. Yeah, his dad played guitar. His dad, from what I understand, played guitar as well. So, I mean, music's just kind of been in the family my whole life. Um, but for some reason, I decided to pick up drumsticks instead of a guitar. So I broke the chain, but... I've been kind of playing drums since as long as I can ever remember. I mean, I got my first drum set literally when I was two years old at Christmas. My birthday's in January, 
So when I was yeah. two years old, got my first drum set. It's like that little, wow. you know, piece of crap, like metal symbol thing, you know. It's kind oh, of yeah. Garbage. Yeah, that. And then, you know, the shiny tom drum and everything. And and then a few years later, got an actual drum set, you know. wasn't, wasn't anything crazy, but it was better than, you know, a, a child startup drum set. Right. And, uh, you know, obviously with my dad still at the time playing guitar and everything, you know, he obviously took under his wing and showed me a lot of stuff musically and um you know then obviously the older i got you know right i think i was 10 or 11 i have i got the drum set that i actually have now um which is going on almost 20 years old now at this point but i've just been playing drums i did drumline in high school and i was in band all throughout middle school and played the recorder in elementary school you know and so I was oh like, we all oh, did yeah dude good stuff so like from a young age music has just always been <clears throat> And my mom would tell me stories, you know, of like when I was three, four, five years old, and we'd go to my dad's gigs, and I'd fall asleep in front of the subwoofer at the front of the stage. <laughs> you know, like I was just always around, loved the music. Yep. Um, just, yeah, drums have just, I've, everything in my life has been to a beat or rhythm. <laughs> it gets annoying sometimes, but, it, you know, it's cool. It's fun. I wouldn't have it any other way. So. Yeah. Very cool. cool. And, um,. What about bands and such, you know, that you draw your sound and your influence from? Obviously, you've got your dad and the the whole Gallagher, not Gallagher. Yeah. Gallagher family. Um, but, uh, yeah, just curious about, you know, where you draw those sounds from. Well, um, you know, kind of like Ian, uh, I actually, I loved hip-hop and rap, R&B growing up, um, middle school, high school, even into college. I really enjoyed it. Um whole j cole kendrick lamar era there that yeah was, i loved it um wiz khalifa is my favorite yeah wiz khalifa dude i love wiz love khalifa. wiz oh. great yeah but lately, i don't know like the last five six years um i just really have kind of fallen into jam bands um you know i love there's a band that i love i've been listening since high school so dance gavin dance i don't know if you've ever heard of them oh yeah yeah, uh, hell yeah. Okay, a lot of people oh, yeah. have, have no idea what I'm talking about. So, I've yeah. only heard of them because it's such a unique name, um, yes. Dance Gavin Dance. But yes, I have heard of them. That's like modern baseball. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Yeah. In American football. Yeah. yeah I'm a big sports fan. So when I saw those two names, it really confused the shit out of me. Um, yeah, but either here nor there. But yeah, dude, the uh, just. Lately, you know, I, I actually, I grew up, so listening in my headphones, I would, you know, I'd be like, hey, mom, can I play drums for, like, 30 minutes? You mind? Like, can I go, I'm going to play drums, do you mind? She's like, ah, go ahead, go ahead. So I'd go play drums, and I would put my headphones in, and Blink-182 was always my choice, my first Ooh. choice. I loved Travis Parker. I actually learned a lot of their songs on guitar and drums growing up. Blink's self-titled album and Enema of the State are both... Uh, two of the most. I have them on CD over here. I mean, they're next to the best. I mean, fantastic. Yeah, the album is actually the one that I loved so hardly before they went on that hiatus or whatever. And uh, I actually learned just about every song on that album, just listening through, playing it through. Like Boxcar Racer was another. Plus Forty Four. Travis Barker. Any project that he did, I was trying to like just be like him. You know, yep. but over the years, the jam band scene I've been introduced to, and 
you know, like for me personally, I've recently really dove into like a lot of Tool, Danny Carey, Humphreys McGee. I love Chris Myers, man. He's probably oh, nice. my favorite drummer out there right now. Um, but yeah, I'd say right the the jam band scene, and I love like the hip hop dubstep. You know, like Ty and I actually, his wife, my girlfriend, we all went to this random like dubstep show in Charlotte. Wait, wait, wait. His wife and your girlfriend are two separate people. Yes. 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 Two separate people. She could not be here this evening. (laughs) The way you said that, man. His wife, my girlfriend. Sorry. It's all right. I'm I'm fucking with you. Girlfriend Jen, him and myself. (laughs) We all went to see Closey at the Underground, and it was like a life-changing experience personally for me because i had never really been like i went to a for the first time in 2019 went to a dubstep music festival in philadelphia and that changed my life man and so like ever since then really dubstep the edm like it's kind of brought out a different side of the music towards the hip-hop side of it but still the jam band the jazz stuff i love doing the heavy dance gavin dance stuff or you know yeah. whoever yeah. but all across the you ever get into kygo kygo no Oh. Yeah, Kygo's the only like EDM-ish. Well, I shouldn't say the only, but the main like EDM. I know Diplo, um, you know those main ones, but um, that's either here or there, man. That's very cool. You got a heck of a well-round. I mean, I, same with Ian. I mean, so far we're two for two. You know, with um, just extremely well-rounded backgrounds, and I think again, all of that translates into your music now. Um, I, it's, you know, again, I go back to sports. Um, a lot of the athletes that I know who are the best at what they do, they played multiple sports when they were kids or in, in high school, college. And I think that's great. And that's very much with what you guys seem to have is like, you know, again, both so far, you know, Ian, uh, Quint, such a diverse background in so many different places. And it's, I think that is... We'll see, you know, what what Ty and Matt have to say here, but I think that's what connects you guys ultimately is that just diverse background, and you're coming together for the music, but you're coming together for a musical sound that is original, and yeah, I, I again I could go on and on. Um, Ty, let it rip. Okay, so uh, uh, you know, I, my family, especially my mom, well. Both my grandmothers painted, uh, you know, four people and were very good painters. And, you know, some of their paintings are up in my house and uh, they commissioned artwork and stuff. My mom painted and writes. She's an author now, published author, but she also wrote for the newspaper. And then both my mom and my dad, uh, like, would draw and stuff. And so I drew and was all into art, you know. For, for until I started getting into music when I was about 13. So, you know, very creative in that sense. And then my parents were huge music freaks. I mean, they had stacks and stacks of CDs. Here's the dad had- reference again. Love it. Yeah. And, and mom, too, but dad as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, my mom actually was the only person that actually played an instrument. Evidently, her dad played guitar, but I, didn't, I never met him. But she would play the piano and stuff in the house. But they both collected enormous amounts of music, and we had family music night where me and my sister wow, picked wow. CDs and put them in. The, the TV wouldn't be on or anything. We'd just sit around and listen to, you know, music. And that is music. awesome. I, yeah. I, I don't yeah. anticipate having any children of my own, but if I ever do, 
I'm going to do that. I will indoctrinate my children. Yeah, that's what they did, you know. And uh, so it's really their fault, to be honest. And uh, <laughs> well, we listened at the time. We listened to a lot of Collective Soul and a lot of like, uh, you know, like the '90s rock bands, like Smashing Pumpkins, and they were also like Bare Naked Ladies. They love Bare Naked Ladies. They went to you know a million concerts. Uh, most of them being U2. And then my dad had a enormous collection of like live DVDs that we would also watch. And like among those would be like the song remains the same. I remember watching that when I was like probably twelve. Um, You're probably like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Well, one thing they did <laughs> when I was about twelve or thirteen, they bought for me the Woodstock DVD from like 1970, you know, and you know gave it to perfect me. thing perfect for a twelve-year-old. If you ever watched that, you know, it's it's you know. It's awesome, but it's, you know, looking back, it's, I don't remember some of those parts, you know, because I watch it every year. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, all the time Woodstock and, um, you know, just to remind myself. But that, that, that DVD, in especially, you know, had a big influence on me. And then when we got the iPod, that was huge because, you know, before we had like the CD player and then, you know, you'd have to, you'd only carry like a stack of CDs with you in the car. And then, like, I downloaded my entire dad's library of iTunes stuff on my iPod. And, like, it took, like, a year or two to really get through all of it, you know. And yep. I remember especially Jimi Hendrix. That's why I started playing guitar at uh, 13. And then the Pink Floyd song, Sheep. I can I can still tell you where I was when I heard that for the first time. Um And, yeah, yeah. Animals. Yeah. <laughs> nice, yeah. Such an unusual song. And also... Uh, Cowgirl in the Sand by by Neil Young and Crazy Horse. That song to me still was just so uh, powerful. And then uh, play guitar. And then we had like a uh, I did like a garage band in high school. But when I got to college, we went to concerts all the time and stuff. I played, you know, with some people, but we didn't really like, you know, do anything serious with it. But I went to a million concerts. Um, and that was the first time I was exposed to widespread panic. And actually, I remember as a kid, there was one VHS tape, which I was not allowed to watch, which was widespread panics, panic in the streets. And I remember one time, <laughs> I walked in on my dad and maybe his buddy or something in there watching it. And they made me leave the room. I guess it was just so, I don't know, adult. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the, the, the video, you know, but yeah. But it was just, I just have that memory of that being kind of, you know, like, this is too adult for you. And I eventually <laughs> saw them when I was like 20. And I've seen them, you know, a bunch since, seen them with my dad twice. We actually just saw them in August. Um, and so, like, the live music experience, really, that, uh, that opened the door for me, you know, to hear a PA and to hear people, you know, just bringing it so loud and just so intense, that really changed my life. And so, you know, very cool, very cool. man. Um, <laughs> I just I wrote about a thousand things down here. Um, I, so many similarities in, you know, what you just said in uh, Collective Soul December is maybe the first song I ever remember hearing in my mom's car on the way home from church on a Sunday morning. I swear to God, I remember I was laying on the ground on the backseat floor when I was like four or five. And I remember that song playing. I 
every time it comes on now, it takes me back, you know, um, you two is a huge i fucking love you two i've seen you two live i know they're very either hate or love but i love them and um i that's awesome um you know you mentioned cheat by pink floyd i think animals is one of the best albums um especially when you consider it's essentially three songs um and it's i uh, i mean i you know that I'm not going to go on about how fucking good Pink Floyd's album is. Um, we know that. And with Hendrix, man, uh, I remember listening to Voodoo Child's Slight Return when I was 17 in my parents' basement, hearing the guitar solo for the first time. And I, I wish it would have driven me to and playing the guitar and learning it like it did for you. It didn't. Um, but it still had a massive, massive part of my life. I, I remember those days like butter, man. I mean, those, uh, yeah, those are very formative years. Very important. Um, are you using, uh, Quint's dad's guitar? No, we, we use that to record some parts, but I'm playing a, a, a Fender Stratocaster for okay. everything. Which is what Hendrix used. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but Quinn, didn't you say you're like there was a guitar that your dad? Yeah, we um, my dad's got. I want to say he told me he got it when he was 11, so that put it right around like 76, 77. It gives him less Paul, and it's like a Merlot kind of red, like that darker tone. And uh, yeah, dude, I mean, like the neck of it is so worn to the point where like anyone I show, they're like, dude. This guitar has so many hours on it. Yeah, I like it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful guitar, man. It sounds so good. There's a couple of tracks on the album we used for it. And, yeah. Uh, it just Chris uses it here and there when we go out and play live around here, and it just, I mean, it sounds amazing, you know. So it's sweet. <laughs> Very cool. And Ty, I don't want to skip over everything that you just said. Um, again, man, that's lots of similarities. I totally feel it. You know, that's awesome. Um. Man, even even you know walking in on the widespread panic show and getting told to leave i i remember you know walking in my parents my parents the big thing i remember them watching was a fleetwood mac show um where the song tusk i don't know if you know it um they brought a marching band out like in the show through the crowd and shit and i just i don't know i, I greatly remember that um very cool Matt, round it out. Yeah. Um, so my dad was a guitarist. There's the dad. <laughs> so uh, I want to say, like, I don't know, like fourth or fifth grade, he bought me, like, a little Walmart first act acoustic, uh, you know, to teach me how to play and everything. And I didn't want a damn thing to do with playing guitar for a long time, to be honest with you, until uh, probably eighth grade. He took me to see Van Halen. They had the reunion tour. First time David Lee Roth was back with them. And after seeing that show, I was kind of like, all right, yeah, yeah, this is kind of cool. Uh, so I started learning guitar um, all throughout high school. I, I've been a guitar player for most of my life. I didn't even pick up the bass, really, until I, until I started playing with these guys. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, all through high school, I was... Trying to trying to get a band together. That that's always kind of really been what I was looking for is to get a group of musicians together. Um, played with a couple people. You know, of course I started 
started out listening to like classic rock. My dad was a huge metalhead, but he was a purist. Like he didn't like anything Metallica did after the Black Album, that sort of thing. You know. <laughs> um, but as I got into high school, you know, I was I was listening to heavier, more modern stuff. Really got into Tool. Um, you know, I, I was playing with a band at the time. Of course, we were like 14, and my buddy was a drummer. He's like, dude, we we could play Jombie by Tool, dude. It'd be so easy. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't think we could. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, just all throughout high school, I was trying to get bands together. Nothing ever really worked. And so when I got into college, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it myself. And I started getting into, like, production, uh, recording and stuff like that, doing a little bit of EDM at first, where I would just play all the instruments poorly myself and then, like, make it sound decent <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> and then... Uh, Ended up producing a rap mixtape for some buddies of mine, uh, doing that for a while. But just, you know, over the years, you know, I started out classic rock, listened to heavier stuff, got into hip hop. And then, you know, the past couple of years, I've been listening to a lot of like modern psychedelic, like King Gizzard, Slip. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That all that, that kind of scene. I went to Levitation last year, um, getting into all that kind of stuff. Until really this group started, uh, got me listening to a lot of whole, a lot of different things, back into the classics really. Um, but yeah, so I mean I've been all over the place really. It's a good foundation. Yeah. Very. Um, yeah. Well, you said it earlier. Your music tastes are all. I think they connect in a few places, um, and I think that's you know what ultimately allows you to come together but very diverse and, and that's great you know you've you've got a lot of different perspectives there um a lot of different little sounds caveats that can be added into your stuff so that's cool um what about chris who wants to speak for him <laughs> well i mean i do he he you know is a very good guitarist and he's been like classically trained with his voice and he is a very big Alice in Chains fan, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah. When when I was I was on my honeymoon when you know he came to like try out with uh, Matt Quint, and I remember Matt texting me and said, "Yeah, he's really into Alice in Chains." I remember thinking like, "That's good," you know, because <laughs> Alice in Chains they kind of, you know, at on the surface it seems like a really heavy sound, but Lane Stanley's really kind of more of a relaxed singer in a lot of ways, and he's got a very like good sound his voice and um i think chris also is big into uh aerosmith and he, he's, who else? he's more towards that big arena rock yeah sound very much Stone 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 Pilots. Pilots. yes yeah uh, yeah very, yeah. You know, yeah you can definitely hear that in his he, voice the eagles he yeah. you know he like anytime you give him the like the ability to play a song he's gonna play eagle song stuff yeah he loves the eagles <laughs> uh, nice loves right. eagles, yeah absolutely Cool. Didn't want to forget him. Got had to get him a little shout out, of course. Um, I also love the Eagles. Um, and Matt, don't want to skip over uh, everything you just said. How'd you get into production? Uh, well, it just kind of happened by accident. You know, I, I was in a music store with some friends of mine once, and I saw like a little 25 key uh, MIDI controller, you know, and. You know, I'd always been kind of kind of nerdy, like into tech and stuff like that. I'm an electrical engineer, so at this point I was in school for that kind of thing. Um, 
yeah, and, and so I was just messing with it in the store, and I was like, that's pretty cool, you know, I'll, I'll get it. And I ended up just sitting there with that thing for, like, hours and just, you know. To me, it was really cool that you could just sketch out a song in, like, five minutes, you know, and just mm-hmm. put the there and make something happen. Um, but really, from, from there, you know, I was, I was doing internships, so I was kind of off in the middle of nowhere by myself. And, you know, I just really wanted to do music. So that was the best way to do it because I could just lay down a riff on guitar and play over it. And that's when I started picking up bass a little bit, but never really like played it, played it because of course you, you know you edit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just had I had a friend, a couple friends who like had been trying to get into the rap game for a little bit. So I was like, oh yeah, I do some of that stuff, and that's where I really learned it is from trying to like make everything come together doing that. Um, so, yeah. Self-taught. Yeah, I mean, YouTube. YouTube. I, 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 I've I never had a teacher for anything musically. So I'm probably going to tear up my hand in the next couple of years. But. <laughs> Very cool, man. Um, how proud are all your dads? I think mine's Pretty jealous, startled. Yeah, honest. I think they're a little startled. Mine is. In a good way. Yeah. It, actually, about Chris, though, funny story with Chris. So I actually I live with Chris. He's my roommate. So, okay. Uh, you know, like his his parents, uh, you know, were very big into him going to school, doing what he's doing. Um, but then once they heard, kind of once we became a five piece and started jamming and showing them music, they just recently heard the album we put out. They kind of were like, "Wow, man, you should uh, pursue this. This is kind of what you need to be." focusing on you know like school yes take care of your schoolwork yeah like do school but don't let this band go anywhere you know it's something that you know him even him his whole life i know he's had other bands in high school you know like all of us i'm sure well you're, you're a little you're, you're the exception man you, you, do, you do great stuff <laughs> but you know like having all these other little random bands here and there kind of i guess prepped all of us to kind of come together and make something that's a little different than what you might usually hear out of a bunch of 20 year old 20 some year olds you know coming out of charlotte nonetheless but yeah chris definitely he's he loves everything about it like he's all in all of it loves it <laughs> i don't know anyone that's really more about it honestly <laughs> that's cool are on board. Yeah, yeah for sure yeah his parents are most certainly on board so awesome, awesome. well i well, will echo that and say don't let anything happen to this band uh please um just to round it out here uh kind of a two-part question whoever can answer um a what's next for council ring and b uh what is the best way to support you know um merch shows streaming all that good stuff tell me yeah i mean i think i think the focus now is just the next album yeah the next album (laughs) you know writing because we have a little bit of breathing room now. You know, we have enough music that we don't have to, like, cram before every show like we were doing for the past year, trying to fill them out. Um, playing a little bit less shows, hopefully bigger shows if we can. Um, and writing music is definitely what's next. Uh, in terms of support, we, we've got merch. We're going to be putting some stuff on up on the website soon. Um, we can get them online. Um, and, yeah, I mean, really just... Listen to the album, please. Yeah. <laughs> say a lot of that's hours. The biggest, that's the biggest support we can get. A lot listen, of hours. Yeah. Listen to the whole thing. You know, a lot of people are going to skip that's... through it, but we put a lot of work into making it something that like is a complete piece of music. 
so that is important yeah it's yeah, you know yeah, like obviously sure. take it as you will but the album was definitely like written arranged and just to be listened to start to finish if you're able to do that in one sitting you know obviously life happens but it's definitely it's got <laughs> yeah it's got a flow if you have the time 45 minutes to sit down and listen to but it. that to me is is the most supportive thing yeah if somebody sure. listens to the whole thing you know that means more to me than buying a t-shirt a genuine you know? hey that was yeah. great absolutely cool. <laughs> <laughs> i can uh i'll gladly you know be the the harsh one here and say you can absolutely anybody can listen to a 45 minute album in a row in a night and don't give me your bullshit um i'm very busy and i can do it i'm probably going to do it after this conversation to be honest with you um Thank you for your support. Oh yeah, I mean I you know I mean that's no doubt. I mean I yeah. <laughs> I mean I can echo everything you just said and and then some. Um listen to the album, I can tell all of the passion, time, everything that you put into it. I mean there's there's no doubt about that. Um Before I round it out, I'm going to give you guys a chance um anything else, you know, that I did not touch on at all that you want to make sure you hit on. If if nothing, that's okay. So what was for you the the most um I wouldn't say well interesting but also like kind of the most you know like a startling part of the album you know where you know maybe you weren't expecting something and you know you were you were surprised but what would you say After hearing Catching Eyes I was very hopeful that it was going to be a pretty good album so I'm not going to sit here and say like I was surprised that it was really good. I mean, because I wasn't. I was anticipating that. Um, maybe with just how good the whole thing is? I don't know. I mean, I mean that sincerely. Like, literally every song is good. Like you said, I, I listened to the album from start to finish more than once. I can hear the transitions. I can hear all of the little caveats and details that you put into it. And I think that that for me always no matter who it is if i hear that today that's going to stand out to me because i know that the music scene today is pretty well built around singles fast releases eps quick songs short songs and that's all okay that's not a right or wrong it's just the way it is but i'm somebody who again i have a strong pink floyd led zeppelin classic rock influence my father acdc all of that you know so i'm always going to be very very loving of any type of classic rock album that i get that is long songs psychedelic um you've got a lot of open areas where if you're playing live you could turn that four minute song into a 25 minute song if you really want to um yeah, everything is very precise. Um, it's, I, that's that's my answer. Yeah. Thank you so much. I sure appreciate it. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. You're welcome. I, mean, I you ain't got to tell me thanks, man. I mean, I, and I know you are because you're kind and you know you you're good people. But yeah, I mean it's it's genuine as shit, man. I it's a good album. So I again would echo everything that we just mentioned in that. Uh, don't let this band go anywhere and not to put pressure on you. Life happens. Shit happens. You know, there's going to be some times where you got to maybe step away and do some shit handles, handle life. Uh, but 
you got a good thing going, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you. No doubt. Well, to round it out, that's Council Ring from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, again, I, you know, I, phenomenal, phenomenal sound, um, phenomenal conversation here. I think people will get a lot out of it. Um, I appreciate you guys for giving me support uh, you know, on my platform, allowing me to do your press release and send that out. Um, I, you know, just it's all very humbling for me. And it's, you know, the idea of growing together. Like I said before, we got on the conversation here, you know, it's very similar, you know, what I'm doing to a band. And when you started, you, you know, you just you have that passion, you know what you want. Um, and you got to let it go. So, um I yeah I I appreciate you guys very much and can't wait to stay in contact and see what is next for Council Ring. Yeah man. Yeah Thanks. man. Thank appreciate you. We really so appreciate everything you've done as well. Yeah. No doubt. Well that is uh, Ian, Matt, Quint, Ty. We're missing Chris. Shout out to Chris. Um, Council Ring. You guys are again absolutely phenomenal, fantastic. I could say it over and over. I have said it over and over. I will continue to say it over and over. Um, but. Those of you that are listening, please um, check out all the links in the podcast description there uh, to Spotify, Instagram, all that's very important. Um, appreciate you guys for giving me your time. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. No doubt. And that is that, everybody. So, yeah, um, just absolutely fantastic guys all across the board. Um, you heard it there in the conversation. Obviously, I don't need to uh, to reiterate everything over that you just heard. Um you know, I, I and I think you could hear me uh, as well, you know, just how genuinely uh, I believe in these guys, no doubt um, the whole band, their sound, their aura, everything about them. Uh, so um, I will let you get on with your Thursday. We've got a lovely weekend coming up. October's rounding out. That's nuts. Halloween is this weekend. I'm not a big Halloween guy. Not going to lie to you. I kind of can't wait till it's over. Uh, but I do like Thanksgiving, Christmas, and whatnot. But it's wild that we are right on the uh, cusp of November. Um, so, again, that was Council Ring, episode 82. Coming up here this Saturday, uh, October 29th, I got Bees from Philly. And then uh, the Mac Brothers on November 1st, also from Philly. Uh, Sherry Lane from Green Bay, Wisconsin, on Tuesday, November 3rd. Bad with Birds from Seattle on November 7th. Uh, Ultimately Fruitless from Chicago on November 10th. Oh, then what else do we have? November 11th, got an awesome one coming out. James Richard Lane. That's actually going to be like a, a little fundraiser almost. He's um, trying to raise money for um, ASPCA Animal Relief uh, from Hurricane Ian. And uh, it's a really cool story. I'll, I'll obviously get into more of that on the on the uh, Instagrams and whatnot. But uh, stay close on that. A Day Without Love. That is Saturday, November 12th. I Swallow Ghosts. Monday, November 14th out of Pittsburgh. Eric Linden out of Minneapolis. Thursday, November 17th. And Citrus Orange out of Alpena, Michigan on Saturday, November 19th. Stay tuned for all of those. It has been uh, an absolute blast again uh, with Council Ring today. We've got one more for you on the way out. And that is going to be wins. So wins, uh, not wins as in winning a game, wins as in, uh, you know, the weather. Uh, Wins is the fifth song right in the middle there, right smack in the middle out of 10. Um, I want, I mean, I I could say the same thing over and over for all of these songs and they're all fantastic, all original, have their own sound, their own slice of energy. I, I, again, I could go on and on and I, and I'm going to go on and on past the episode. Actually, when, when I turn this off, I'm going to still be talking about counseling all day today. You just won't know it. Um, that's it again. My name is Kevin Vargo, everybody, uh, host and founder of the mid park music podcast. Thank you so much for your support as always for tuning in. 
Again, this is Wins by Council Ring off the Beyond the Door album from August of 2022. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We will see you next time.